This is the EVP Podcast. That's right. It's another episode of the EVP Podcast, Energy, Visions, and the Paranormal with your host, DVO, and your other host, Beaker. And we have a special guest today. Dr. Chad from Dr. Ghost Hunters. What's up? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I'm, I'm excited to be here. This is very surreal. I've watched you guys plenty of times, and you guys have been with me um, in my ears as I'm going around doing all my activities for the last year or two. So oh, it's dude, that's great awesome. to be here. So thank you. Wait, hold up. I'm confused. Where's Ghosty? DBO's here. What the hell is going on? Who's he? I don't know. I'm like, taking over. If you're watching on YouTube, we're all in like... DVO's in his normal spot. I'm not in the middle like I normally am. <laughs> this is, It's all... I'm discombobulated. <laughs> It's bizarro That's, day. That is my big word. It is bizarro day. The traffic getting here was like a, a lot more than normal. Quench it was busy. I'm frustrated. <laughs> but it's okay. Dr. Ghost Hunter is here. And he's he, going to make he, everything and, better. And he brought treats. So we, brought treats. we like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Thanks again for coming on. Um, I've been loving watching you on uh, social media and uh, seeing your interactions and seeing your uh, evidence that you've posted. And so it's... It's fun. So yeah, we'll we'll post it, but it's Dr. Ghost Hunters. It's a fun page. Along with our page. Follow all of us. Yes. <laughs> I like it. Well, great. Well tell us okay, actually let me ask you this first question. Dr. Ghost Hunters, why is it called Doc why is your social media Dr. Ghost Hunters? <laughs> well, that's a great question. So kind of as all ideas start out with sitting around just trying to figure out if we were going to create some sort of content, what would we call ourselves? Uh-huh. And Jason and I uh, we met in medical school, so we are both doctors, and I practice here in Salt Lake City, and he, I don't know what he does, but he, he is a doctor <laughs> as well. And so we thought initially when we would start up our like our YouTube page that uh-huh. we would try to take a little bit of scientific approach, which a lot of people do, and I think that's the right way to do it. And we're like, well, maybe we can incorporate that into our YouTube, and that's kind of how the name came about. Uh-huh. So it's not very clever. Um, really all it's doing is adding a doctor in front of like the most popular and original show ever, but I like uh, it, but we're happy with it. I think it works out. So yeah, so Jason does scripts. So if you need, uh, you need something, just kidding. kidding. We don't (laughs) know. Send him over to Jason. Just don't send him to me, but that'd be great. Get some scripts. (laughs) Nice. I like it. (laughs) So actually what what kind of doctor or what do you practice exactly? Yeah. So I practice, um, I guess this would be like a peek behind the curtain. So I practice family medicine. So I'm a general practitioner. And that's that's what I do with my day life and consumes just about every waking hour um, of my day, except for when I'm ghost hunting. Got it. Got it. I mean, I'm very curious from the aspect of, you know, doctorate. There's a lot of science behind it, right? Right. Is, is ghost hunting scientific or... Because it's a little different. It seems to me like it might be a little bit of a difference. Well, it's fascinating. So... There is some level to that intuitively. And I noticed that when you guys talk about investigations that you guys yeah. do the same thing, right? Like we all have pieces of equipment. You you had mentioned previously that you don't like apps, right? No. Because I mean, apps can... I have two apps that I'll use. And apps are tricky, right? Because people sell apps yeah. to make money. And then we go out and use these things. And we want them to work. And if they work, then we're more likely to go out and buy them again. And, right. you know... You always want to believe that people are truthful, but I think the doctor aspect, we try to have a critical eye at what we are seeing and what we experience. Uh But I also think as a tangent to that, that there is probably some very deep physics going on into like things that we see that I still don't think that we fully understand, just like in the scientific community at all. And I'm not, you know, physics was a long time ago for me. 
always enjoyed it, never fully pursued it. I really wish that I did, like just to be in that field. But I do think that there's a level of scientific complexity and something that's out there that there's overlap that we just don't know. And hopefully during right. our lifetimes, someone will figure that out to where we can fully understand what in the world is actually happening. Do you think, do you think that will happen in our lifetime, though? You know, I, I don't know. I'm really intrigued by the guys at Skinwalker Ranch. I okay. don't know if you guys check that out yes. or, or watch that stuff, but... The experiments that they do and some of the things that they capture, especially their talk on wormholes and how they could be portals, I think that is fascinating. That is pretty fascinating. And that's the closest thing that I have seen to overlapping science and trying to have some form of data connected to the paranormal. That's interesting. And so at least from what I consume and what is shown to us that I'm aware of, that would seem to be the closest thing that might actually get us there. What do you think, Beaker? you think we might get answers? No. (laughs) <laughs> no probably not <laughs> yes, i mean it. you're probably right <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty interesting it's, i mean i like to i mean we say we do everything from a scientific approach and we do the best we can but being that it is what it is like you can't actually apply the scientific method to what right. we do so there's no way to actually like i, I it was funny i had this conversation last night at the bar um apparently when i'm drinking this is what comes up um <laughs> yeah, there's no way to actually prove the existence or in that for that matter there's no way to actually disprove the existence of ghosts or right. cryptids or anything that we do that's true so um <clears throat> unless we find a way to like breach that medium i guess like there's i don't think we'll ever figure that out you know, not this lifetime anyways we were just talking about how we all just drove up to the university of utah to watch the football game this past weekend and on the way up there i'm in traffic of course and and i'm and i'm stopped next to a building called the church of science jesus christ and i was like hmm and i don't know what they, exactly what they do i'm not i'm not criticizing them at all i'm just was like it was almost like two it's like an oxymoron right it's like two different beliefs colliding into a church I was like, i'm very curious now what they talk about at that church but but it's right because it's like it's a little bit of science a little bit of faith it's like you're kind of mingling things together it's interesting. Well, okay, is, uh, is our that. view of science different in the paranormal world? So at Phenomicon last year, which is up in Vernal, oh, we yeah. went up there and we heard some speakers. And I think it was Eric from Skinwalker Ranch. I'm Eric Bard, I think. He made a comment that was really good that we can't, his opinion, I should say, is that we can apply what we know as the scientific method to the paranormal because we can't reproduce on command. Oh, interesting. Now, is that because there's something different with it is it because these things that we all see and feel like don't actually exist or is it because it's a whole different level of science that we just don't know and i don't know what the answer to that is but it certainly made me think a little bit that's that got me thinking <laughs> that's pretty interesting <laughs> so those are some deep thoughts to have at a bar and uh, it is jason yeah, and i have those too so especially for alone. someone like the person i was with doesn't really believe in the paranormal but they know i'm into it so uh, he's the one that actually brought all this up. He actually also mentioned, I was just telling Devio about this before we started recording, um, the observer effect, which I've never heard before, but it makes uh, absolute sense to me anyway. So the observer effect is, I guess they kind of observed people or like energy and noticed that when you're actually like physically observing it, People will act differently, or energy will act differently when they know it's being observed. Like you said, if you if you knew your boss was around, you act differently if they weren't around. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so his example was, um, his father had passed away, and there was this chair that he had in the garage that was there for years. That was his dad's chair, and you know, 
nothing ever knocked this chair over. Nothing ever happened to it. But shortly after his dad died, every single day, uh, this chair was knocked over. And he would reset it up. And, you know, he's told me that, like, winds hit it multiple times. Nothing's ever knocked it over. He even had bricks on it to keep it from knocking over. And every single day, it was knocked over for three mm. months until they sold the house. And... You know, he kind of brought up the observer effect before he told me about this. And I said, you know, I really wish that you had like a camera or something um, so I could have seen if it was like happening the same time every day. And he's like, yeah, but that's where the observer effect comes in. Would it have happened had it known it was being filmed? That's a good point. I think we can. I mean, I think there's so many times where we've been investigating. I can think of one recently with uh, Ghosty. I had a REM pod set up and I had the feeling that the spirit didn't want anyone watching him do it. And I think this is where the observer effects come in. This this spirit literally like kind of told me he didn't want anyone watching him. And Ghosty was just staring at the REM pod. And I'm like, don't look at it, dude. He doesn't want anyone watching. And he was like, look, look away for a second and then look back at it. And I got to the point where I finally, like, I grabbed his face. I literally grabbed Ghosty's <laughs> face. I turned it and I said, stop watching the fucking REM pod. <laughs> and someone else is like, you know, a watch kettle doesn't boil. And it was what was interesting is as soon as I moved the REM pod and put it somewhere else, like we were all in huddled in one room. This was in a room that was outside. Uh-huh. And originally, um, it, I mean, outside of the room, it's still inside. We're at salt air and I had it somewhere where we could see it, but I moved it somewhere else in the room where no one can see it. And that's when it started going off. Interesting. That's huh. so fascinating. We know that that exists in physics. There's an experiment. I think it's photons. I'm going to butcher this a little bit, but I actually, <laughs> I've been looking into this because it just fascinates me. The overlap that that has been documented that if they shoot, I think it's photons through a slit and it's observed, it behaves differently than if it's not observed. Like they can see where they land on this board behind the slit. And so if they have a camera on it, they'll land in one spot. If there's no camera on it and they observe it afterwards, it's a completely different scattering. It, it's bizarre. But what you're saying, like people have proven that that is real. That's yeah, that's what he was telling me. It's it's uh, I kind of looked up a, a little bit and it's it has a lot to do with like physics. I guess there's other fields of science that observe observe this, but it's in physics that it's, it's widely debated. And I think that I mean, I think it applies to what we do as investigators with that one example there. It's like, you know, sometimes maybe a spirit's not going to do something because right. it's being watched or like I've I've known like because I used to video a lot and I've been told by our, our medium brandy that um spirits that would hide behind my camera or hide behind me because they didn't want to be on camera and they didn't want to hmm. do stuff while the camera's going so i mean it's going to be di- different obviously yeah. for every ghost or every spirit but um i think that's a thing i think that m- might be why we don't get activity sometimes is because they don't want to be watched and, and that's how i feel like when people ask and I, th- I think i've talked about it before when people say well why do they only come out at night or that's the perception they only come out at night like well i think because during the daytime things are so busy they're just like wallflowers they just kind of stayed back they just don't want to be riled up or walked through all the time you know and so now it's nighttime and everyone's gone now they can kind of be more free and it's the observer effect because if you're waiting for a ghost to haunt you all the time in a certain haunted location they might not do it because they're like i don't want to right now i'm not going to perform for you right now I'll do it when everyone's gone <laughs> and beakers by himself. Then I'll spook him. Yep. <laughs> I see ghosts so much at work. Me and my coworker, we both see spirits and it's always when it's not busy. What do you mean? Like you're seeing like full bodies and ghosts or shadows. It's usually out of the peripheral. peripheral. Like I'll be on top of a truck, right? Yeah. And there's these catwalks that go the whole length of the trucks. Yeah. And 
usually when I'm the one on top getting like the milk samples, I'm the only one that's supposed to be up there. And so I'll see someone come walking down the catwalk and I'll turn and be like, what the hell? And there's no one there. Hmm. But out of my peripherals, like I saw a full body, like it looked like my coworker walking down the catwalk and he's down in the room, in the computer room. Huh. So, and we've seen, he's seen, uh, oh, I turned on a flashlight. Um, we've seen spirits like poke their heads around the corner while we're like hooking hoses up to trucks and stuff like that. So we get stuff all the time at my work. Interesting. That's pretty interesting. Cause your, yours is, yours is, you work at a plant and it just, people are coming and going all the time, truck drivers and so forth. So that's, that's interesting. Huh? But it might be, maybe who knows what they're attached to. That's pretty interesting. Usually they're just kind of popping in and out. There was one I actually had confirmed with uh, Brandy. Um, it was a spirit that was there with one of the employees, but okay. they were just kind of like wandering around the plant, checking everything out. Oh, they're over here. Might as well take a tour. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> See how this is made. <laughs> so, Chad, how did you get into paranormal then? Because I mean, you're going to school, or maybe what age, or what what was the beginnings? You know, that's a great question. You asked me that the other day and had to think about that a little bit. I didn't have like the classic experience as a child Uh or, you know, the scary bedroom or or anything like that. But I've always been fascinated growing up as a kid. Were you scared and fascinated? (laughs) I was scared and fascinated. (laughs) Um, You know, but never an event. It was always intriguing to me that it couldn't be explained. Okay. And there's something that that scratches my edge. And... Had loved it. Never really went out on investigations, though. Of course, love watching all the shows when they started to pop up. Yeah. Um, you know, a decade or I guess a couple decades ago now. But in medical school, that's where I met Jason. And we became buddies pretty quick. And we started talking about it. And I feel like back then, maybe you guys would feel the same way, that it was a little more taboo to talk about, at least in oh, yeah. my like circle here, which was about 20 years ago. But For sure. somehow, yeah. I think it was like Halloween that was rolling around and... I kind of very gently mentioned to him like, oh, hey, my wife and I are going to be watching, you know, this ghost show. You're more than welcome to come over and we can hang out. And he was like, yeah, that sounds cool. So then like you find that one person who's like accepting to talk about that. (laughs) And so we looked at it. We started watching some some of those shows. We loved it. And we're like, gosh, I wonder if that's real. And the intrigue jumped up. And then we started looking at locations around here. Like, could we go do this? And I think uh-huh. one of the first places we went out to is Asylum 49. Okay. And that's just what we knew. Went out on a group investigation, and then we rented it out on our own. And we started to have some experiences there. And at the time, you know, we would show up with, with a flashlight and, and a little K2 meter, and that was it. And, you know, you do the flashlight trick, uh-huh. which now it's like, might be a little cringy. But um, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But that's for a different conversation. But we started to do it, and we're like, okay. We really enjoy doing this. This is a lot of fun. And over the last decade or so, anytime that we've had opportunity to find a spot, we go. And honestly, like listening to you guys kind of triggers some locations for us. So Ah. um, hopefully we don't ever jump on like dates or things you guys want. But I really appreciate what you guys do because it it has helped informed us on places that we can go to. Um, So that's kind of what started that aspect of it for us. Um, Jason, I was talking to him yesterday about that, wondering if he had an incident as a child, he never did either. Um, just kind of the same story. Now, my wife, on the other hand, I think her story is still untold. She doesn't like to talk about it a lot. She okay. will go. I think that she does feel things and see things. And she just, um, 
I don't know why, but then she, you should share her experience with us. Then, <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. So I don't I don't know her full story, but she she humors me and she's great. And we'll get she's loving. So yeah, yeah, if you we'll guys bring her on, we'll bring her on. We'll, we'll plan a group investigation. Don't let her listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she'll come. How to go, honey? Oh no, I couldn't find the place, and uh, we we didn't record. I think she is a bit of an empath or a medium. It's interesting. Mm, We've been to a couple I think of she's spots, intuitive. and that could be the case because we go and. You know, we'll be talking to the host of the place and like we went out to this haunted VRBO and the patient or the person who's there, I'm still in work mode, but the, the person who was there um, says that she is a medium and we are mid sentence talking for the first 20 minutes and she just stops dead in her tracks, goes over to the other room where my wife is and she's like, you feel things, don't you? Huh. And my wife's like, oh yeah. So um, anyway, yeah. that's. Her story, I think, hasn't fully been told. I don't know if she fully knows what she feels or senses, but I think she's got a little bit more of it. I'm just trying to like read her energy off of your energy. Now, keep in mind, I've never met you until about a half hour sure. ago. Yeah, sure. Um, obviously, I've never met your wife, but um, as you started talking about it, the first thing that popped in my head is she's an intuitive medium. Um, I think she might have some empathic abilities, but it's going to be more physical than emotional. Huh. Mm. So she'll, she'll be able to feel people's like physical pain. Um, is kind of what I'm getting, but I don't know for sure. Like, that's just my initial, uh, yeah. kind of gut feeling on what she can do. So she's more kind of like me, intuitive medium. She just knows things. Um, does that ever happen? Like you go to places and she just kind of knows things that has happened there or knows things about the spirits. Yes. Yeah. And you so, know, she, she walks a fine line with this, right? Because she wants to humor me in this side of like my hobby or this thing that I really love. But also there are times when she can sense that like she's told me after trying to pry it out of her that maybe spirits don't want to be filmed or shown or have us investigate a place, but because she can feel that or, or sense it. And there, there's one other experience that she's had that was pretty prominent. Maybe we could talk about that off air because it just involves someone that I don't know we should say it on here. Okay. Um, but when whenever you meet her, I would love to know kind of what your thoughts are. And I think she would like to hear it too. I think it would help confirm some things for her. So, yeah, I could definitely do that, especially um, I know we're all looking into doing a group investigation yeah. uh, here at the end of the month. And um, if we go to the place that we're trying to go to, um, there will be another medium there as well. And we could probably like double team your wife. <laughs> hey, it's, uh, if that's what it takes, then we'll, we'll just like we'll get your wife in the corner and be like, "We're gonna get this out of you." I, I no, don't know what the um, safe way to respond to that is, so I'll just uh, pretend to take a sip of this coffee. Uh, <laughs> no, I think she's an intuitive medium, and I think I kind of get the feeling that. So I, I'm sure I've mentioned it on the show before. I can, I'm a, an emotional empath. Um, the feeling that I'm getting from her is that uh, just fear. Is the the number one emotion is like kind of coming through for me right now, is that she is she doesn't fully understand it, so she's like afraid to like kind of work on it and develop it. If that makes sense. You're not the first person to tell her that. I mean, you're telling that to me, but you're not the first person to say that about her. So I think she is. I think that's what's holding her back. I mean, I think she's has the capability of being um, very gifted. It's just the fear of the unknown. Yeah. I think is what's holding her back. This was kind of same with me. I think same with me. That holds me back. I think I have, I can do a lot more different type of abilities, but it's a fear of what could it open up or what could lead to that. I'm like, do I want to do that? Yes, no. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat as her then. Wow. It'd be yeah. interesting. What, 
what was a place that maybe you investigated? Because you're interested, right? You're like, okay, I'm getting started. I'm interested. I, I think they, they could be, they could exist. Spirits could exist. Walk among us, whatever. Was there something that kind of stood out to you? Like, oh, wow, this is, this is real. Sure. The Benson Grist Mill. Okay. You know, not far from here, located out in Tooele. You guys have had an episode on it. In fact, our entire team, that was one of the first investigations that we did that mm. we knew that we were going to film for it and try and venture out into that creation. Uh, but we listened to your guys' podcast to, to prep for that. Ah, okay. <laughs> and during this instance, however, that I'm going to speak of, it was just Jason and then my dad, who doesn't come out very often to these investigations. He's very much a skeptic. Okay. Um, we were in the basement of that mill and we had a lot of activity that night. You know, our gadgets, our REM pods going off on command. We were getting some um, words that were coming through in direct response to almost like a spirit box that we had. Yeah, it's an app, however, through the phone. So I'm always skeptical about that. Our spirit box yeah. was going off. We heard a disembodied voice of a little girl in the basement. Oh. And it was pretty scary. And we heard a cry. And we thought, okay, maybe it was an animal or owls, right? Because there's that owl that is upstairs. And we were down in the basement, but then we heard it again. And right after we heard it, like, cry, and then it giggled, we had our REM pod go off. We had our little SLS thing. So we had multiple things happen at the same time that were like, okay, that was very interesting. Now, Hmm. we all are a little excited by that event. We go home. Jason during that time was carrying around a voice recorder uh-huh. that he kind of holds around his neck. Okay. Now he hooks up his headphones in real time. He hopes to capture real time, a voice to be able to hear an EVP yeah. in real time. Of course he didn't hear this one, but good job, Jason. So, <laughs> but as we listen to it and we actually have it on here, I don't know if now's the time that you want to play it, but sure, we, yeah. we captured what we think is probably our best EVP that we've recorded uh, my dad and I are talking, I guess, to kind of set this up a little bit. You'll hear uh, my dad and I say something. Jason's holding this recorder. He swears it's not him. Um, maybe we play it and then I can tell yeah, you how yeah, we try yeah, to debunk solid. it afterwards. Yeah. yeah, let's go ahead and play it. There's a lot of reading back here. Oh, yeah, the very first time Jason and I came I hear that voice before this. I hear this twice. Yeah, there's like a little, there's something. Yeah. And then there's a sentence. And then we, the sentence is a lot more audible. Now, when I initially heard it, I went through it. And I'm like, that has to be Jason. You know, we're the only three people on that property. And it sounds like Jason's almost whispering into that microphone. Yes. It, so it does. Um, do you mind? I'm going to play it one more time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Again. There's a lot of reading back here. So Jason wouldn't be like whispering, would he? Because like you and your dad are talking normal, right? Normally, would would Jason like randomly just whisper? He shouldn't, because that has always been our thing: is don't whisper, don't ever whisper. And so that's the first part that made me think: okay, it's probably not Jason. So then, what we did is we took that clip and we plugged it into audacity we just plugged it into our computer um, voice recording Uh editing system where not only where you hear the sound but you can see what the waveform kind of looks like similar to what um, you guys have up on your computers we're recording here and then we had jason 
hold the recorder the same way he does during the investigation and whisper that same sentence, what we thought we heard, into the same voice recorder. And then we plugged it side by side. Not only huh. like he can't whisper soft enough. He has a deeper voice to get that same uh-huh. level. But also the waveform is different in each word that he says. So I still think there's a chance it was Jason, but I really don't think it is. And I don't know how else to disprove it. Well, I, I like all the steps you took, though. <laughs> you yeah. took a lot of good steps to make sure of that. Well, well, that's that's how I find uh, EVP sometimes. Uh-huh. Is if I'm not 100 percent sure, I'll plug it into Audacity or I'll plug it into uh, Sony Vegas or the the movie or video editor that I use. Yeah. And sometimes you'll have like moments of silence, and you'll just see you know a straight line across the wave file. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you'll have like a, a very noticeable spike uh, spike on there, and that's how sometimes like I mean that's kind of the quick way of finding EVPs, uh, especially if you have your recorder that was like left somewhere by itself and yeah. no one went in the room. Um, it's a great way to look for EVPs. You know, when we're doing, uh, when we're hosting investigations, we always say, like, we go through some safety things, but we say there's two rules. One, if you're going to take pictures, notify people so they don't get blinded by the flash and the darkness. And two, don't ever whisper. Because then it, then you can run into this problem where someone's whispering, wait, did we just hear an EVP? Or is somebody just trying to be polite by whispering? It's like, no, don't be polite, whisper, just talk. And, and I'm so, not polite when people do whisper, because I'll look right at you. Right. I'll look you right in the eye and be like, whispering for the recording. Yeah. I've had people leave my groups because of that. Well, it's such a hassle, right? When you really try to go back and look for evidence, and if you're trying to disprove something, whispering really does mess with that in a really big way, and it takes so much time right. to debunk a whisper. And there's just the three of you in this basement, right? That's correct. So there's just the three of you. You and your dad are talking. Jason's there. He probably doesn't remember. He's like, I don't know. I didn't say this sentence. Right. Doesn't. And as you guys compare it, let's hear it one more time. Do you guys hear the three things that I'm hearing? The yeah. three different. I'm, I'm hearing yeah. it. So um, we'll play it one more time. Yeah. And then we'll discuss maybe what we think it says. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. There's a lot of reading back here. Oh, yeah. The very first time Jason and I came here. So I'm hearing something like it's likely the first, and I can't fill in the middle. That's what I'm hearing. What are you hearing, Baker? Uh, first, obviously, it's it's saying the word first. Uh, it, it almost sounds like it's it's like we were at the first. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Wait, wait, so, Chad, what did you guys we get? We thought it said something similar as well. We thought it said, like, it's likely not the first. Likely and, not the first makes more sense. And it's sense. It kind of in context, like, if maybe you run back just the very beginning of what I'm saying, like, the first time Jason and I came oh, here, and it's almost right. like it's responding to that, that it's likely not the first, or it's huh. likely something the first. Interesting. So, yeah. I mean, the word first is very clear. At uh-huh. the yes. Um, you, there is two other times, like you, you said, uh, DVO, um, where you hear that same voice. Yeah. So having heard those two, I'm going to lean more towards it's an actual EVP and it's not Jason whispering um, just because it's the same voice throughout. And yes. um, for him to whisper three times like that and not call it out, I don't know him that well, but or I, I don't know him at all. I've never met him. So <laughs> um, the fact that it wasn't called out at all, yeah. like – I would assume that he knows well enough to call out his whispers or anything like that. And I doubt he would whisper three times in a row and not say anything. Yeah, that's pretty good. That is really good. That last one, that that's a sentence. That's remarkable, actually. 
And, and actually, we get to the point, we kind of make jokes about it when it's just Jason and I, or maybe if we have someone coming with us that they whisper, we're kind of over the top about whispering as well. Like we will um, kind of joke with each other and freak out if someone whispers, like, no whispering and just over dramatize <laughs> yeah, yeah. it, right? So I would really, I feel the same way that you do, that I really hope he, he wouldn't have done that, um, even if it was subconsciously. So let us know what you think. Um, if what you think it says, or if you think it's uh, him whispering, or if it's an actual EVP, love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. So it was that first thing that made us, we captured that and we're like, you know, what would be fun is maybe let's start to put this stuff together and people can share in this excitement, this experiment, this investigation with us. And it was that capture that kind of Mm. led to us saying, you know what? Let's put this together. Let's try and make some videos and put it on YouTube and see if people can enjoy the same type of investigation that we do. That's pretty awesome. So that, that's what led to it. And we'll put the link to it in the description. We'll put the link to their YouTube channel if anyone wants to watch it and, and the social media. That's, that's pretty cool. Anything else to jump out to anyone from your team? Any any other like uh, pretty interesting stories or things that just like, yeah, even, like, whoa. Even in this year. So this is really the first year that like we've gone out and routinely investigated and tried to capture things and gone back with evidence review. But we do have a couple of other ones. Um, one that stands out quite a bit was at a haunted VRBO that we went to okay. in California. So um, I turned 40 this year. My wife wanted to throw me like a birthday party. I'm like, <laughs> you know, what? I want to go stay in a haunted VRBO. Like, let's see if this thing's <laughs> legit. So we rented out a place in Jackson, California. Okay. In an old mining town. Those, I don't know what you guys uh. feel like with mining towns. I feel like they're all haunted. I mean, they all have the history of brothels. They they have the energy that's nearby the Gen water source. Like, yeah, there's usually traumatic yeah. death. Well, like, Virginia City is super haunted. I mean, they've been on Ghost Adventures, I don't know how many times. Right? Yeah. And the narr- that classic narrative is there, right? For whatever that, that means. But we went out there. Um, the first day that we stayed out there, we didn't capture a whole lot. The second day is when the owner of the house came. She is a medium. Oh. And after a couple of hours of investigating, it was the combination of events that really stood out to me afterwards. Like, whoa, this place is like wicked haunted um, and not with anything evil. But during the course of that night through the spirit box, um, we had my name called out three or four times wow. when no one else's name got called out. It was like, OK, well, maybe someone on a radio station is talking to someone named Chad. Right? Uh-huh. Like that. That could be a thing. But. Then we had Jason do an Estes method, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the spirit box plugged into the headphones. He can't hear us. And we start having conversations. I think part of this we actually edited out of the video. Annie, one of our team members who was there earlier um, in the season, she had had like a very personal thing happen kind of in her social life. And through that Estes method, it was talking about some of those events that happened interesting so if anyone is not quite sure what that is i know we've talked about it here before but someone is blindfolded it has noise canceling headphones on and they're just they're just randomly saying whatever they hear but someone else is there asking questions so we've we've done this before and we, we've had this on our social media but if you're newer Wondering what that is. That's what that is. So and that's, that's a pretty interesting. great call out. And, you know, we want to reduce bias, right? We don't want Jason to hear what, what our questions are yeah. and have that, you know, maybe subconscious change what he's thinking is hearing. So anyway, it called out some things to her. But then also when we started talking about me, um, it stated what I was like. It said, you're you're a doctor. And I was like, oh, so a little bit about me. And it's like, you're a doctor. It's like, oh, that's interesting. Wow. And I'm leaned up against the back like in the corner of the room and there's nothing behind me there's not a coat rack there's literally nothing on the wall 
And during this Estee session, I feel something pull my shirt collar. Wow. Now, it didn't force me back. Um, it didn't throw me. You know, it's nothing scary or, or evil. But I had not felt that before. And I can't explain what that was. Now, shortly after, you know, just a few minutes later, back behind where I was standing, it's a closet. So I was leaned up against a closet wall. And we hear something moving in the closet so much so that the owner of the house is like, oh, it's Jamie because Jamie was in the other room. She's like, oh, it's Jamie walking in that closet. And we're like, no, there's no one in there. Of course, sure enough, we go into that closet and there's no one there. So the combination of all of those things inside of that house where we had something calling out my name, we had something tell me what my profession was. We had, you know, physical contact, I think. I can't prove that. Sure. Um, and then we hear something moving around and all of that led to a pretty unique wow. experience for, and you for slept in it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so it was a whole ordeal. Um, it was a hot mess and we are going to go back and sleep in there. So here, okay. here's the very short of it all right. is that when you travel with five people all right. and they all have different levels of what they want to do with paranormal investigation, okay. and then you get things happening. Some people get scared. Some people want a different level of comfort of where they are sleeping. Okay. And uh, when you're there with your wife and her friends and she's taking time to go out ghost hunting, sometimes you you accommodate to uh, keep everyone happy. All so, right. So we stayed until late. That's the best way I can answer that question. Got it. <laughs> and we're planning on going back and sleeping there. Okay. Yeah. Will, will you investigate again before you sleep? Yeah. Yeah, okay. absolutely. I, I'm fully on board with it. Um, there's one room back inside of there that the owner really feels is super haunted. And they have a mirror there that she says is a portal. She hmm. had a crazy photo as well that someone else took. We did not take this photo of the mirror that's reflection back. So like someone's taking a photo of the mirror. And on the other side of the mirror that you can see is a bed. And there are three very distinct shadows sitting on that bed Interesting. that she claims were not there. So huh. anyway, it, it's a scary room and we definitely want to go back there. Okay. Um, also in Jackson, and I'll try and be briefer with this one, is the National Hotel. It's one of the longest running hotels in California. Okay. Um, of course, there, there were claims to be deaths there. Um, John Wayne reportedly lost like $50,000 in a poker game there and then didn't pay and tried to skip town and the mayor had to go get him. Like there's this whole story about this famous poker room in the basement of the National. And Jason and I, we actually got him a room in that hotel because it's just a block or two away from the Haunted VRBO. And so we kind of did it on a whim. And it's the middle of the night. We're about to shut things down. When we had checked in, we tried to talk to the front desk if the place was haunted. And the guy did not want to talk about it at all. Like he did not care. So we're just kind of walking around the main lobby. And this woman comes up who worked there and she ended up actually being one of the managers of the bar that they were renovating in the basement, which was right next to this poker room. We told her that we're kind of looking around for paranormal stuff. She's like, come down here. I'll take you down there. And the place was closed off, but she took us down there and we had like a full investigation. We were playing cards okay, and we were playing Texas Hold'em. We had dealt the, the spirits a hand, right? We didn't yeah. look at their cards, but we had a camera facing the cards and we had a spirit box going at the same time. Now, as we go through at the very end, we lift up the cards and we say, here's your hand. And we asked the spirit to call out its cards through an SB7 spirit box. And of all the words that could come through, it called out its card. It called out the number of its card. Wow. And it did it twice. We only captured it once, but it did it twice. And that to us really blew our minds. And it wasn't the most scary thing. No, that's Um, not scary. Like you're not seeing a shadow. You're not seeing a person. Nothing moved. But just the odds of that happening in the moment that we asked the question of all the words that could come through there seem pretty wild to us. 
And so that that location was quite a bit of fun That's as well. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, the Ritz. Um, that was the most recent place. That was the first time I've ever seen a shadow. I think you guys, um, it was one of your episodes that you talked about the return to the Ritz a few months ago. Um, I think you guys have referred to it to a reverse shadow. Like you guys made up a term. It was like, it was a gray. Yeah. Ghosty saw oh, like yeah. a, oh, he, it thought, was he thought it was, that's right. He thought it was Beaker walking. Uh, cause, it, Cause I think Beaker's wearing, maybe you were in a white shirt. I don't remember, but, um, or a gray shirt. So he thought it was Beaker walking. Cause he saw like the, the, a light instead of like a dark shadow, it was a light shadow. And as he looked over to say something, he's like, Oh, he's not there. So yeah, that was, yeah, we kind of coined reverse, right? The reverse, reverse shadow, shadow person. That's what I was writing, and I saw the same thing at the Ritz, and that's the first time ah. that I've actually seen seen a shadow or a person. It was a little child. It's what it seemed, maybe four feet tall or so. I was standing at the top of the theater, looking down at the beginning of our tour, and in between, like the second and third row of seats, the thing just ran right through there and vanished, and wow. it, it floored me. Like that's what. We're there to see, but for yeah. me, the first still, time that I right. saw it, it, it was still a shock. Like, <laughs> yeah, because I'm trying to disprove it, but um, yeah. So those, all three of those things happened this year, and all of which we thought were pretty fascinating, and keeps our passion and our intrigue for continuing these investigations. That's awesome. I'll tell you this right now: I've been doing this a little over ten years. It's still exciting when you see that. Yeah, stuff. good. Like, That's what I like to hear. It, it doesn't get less exciting no. as you go on. Like I've seen a lot. Because you want to see, you want to catch it, but, but you still I get still, caught I off still get excited when I see things <laughs> or when I hear things. Because you're not supposed to, right? You're not supposed to see things or hear things. But when you do, you're like, oh. And it doesn't always happen. Sometimes you spend all night investigating and nothing happened the whole night. Right. So when it I does mean, happen. I don't get scared and run out of buildings like I have in the past. <laughs> like, there was the, like one of the first times of the family tree, the entire team I was on, we were across the street. Like everybody ran out of the building across the street. We were all so scared of something. Um, now, if family tree is still open yeah i would never do that like it's it's i've kind of evolved over the last you pull your proton pack and yes sir i do (laughs) that family tree i really wish that was still open we were there maybe five or six years ago and i completely forgot about this we were sitting in the back like banquet room i think it was yeah uh and the person who was there told us there was a portal back there and at the time and i'm still kind of blown away by like the whole portal term i I need someone to convince me of this, but there's some very interesting things that happen just cause I can't prove it. Right. So that, that to me is why I joke about that. I'll, uh, when we go to the Ritz, when we set up that investigation, I'll show you. Awesome. Um, and I had something come through the spirit box there that was responding to questions about me that no one else at that table would have known, including the person mm. running it. So like sometimes you wonder, if they're really trying to promote and make money, which this person was not, at least to my knowledge back at that time, it's not like they were advertising, hey, come here and you don't have to pay an astronomical fee to go there. But she was asking questions of the spirit box and it was responding to things like, I think it was my grandpa, that my deceased grandpa that was talking oh, wow. to me. And I know how wild that sounds. And I don't say that to people because it sounds wild. Like I don't go to my day job and tell people that. But it was very intriguing. And that place, I really wish it was still open. Because that that was a pretty wild location. Ah, uh, the, the the back banquet room. That was my first time investigating the family tree. It was my first time meeting Beaker actually. Oh, and uh, he invited us to go with his, his his other his old previous team. And me and Ghosty were in that banquet room. 
And our friend, my first time meeting Paul, also from Paranormal Veracity, and and he said he'd try out this app called Echo Vox. So that was our first time using it. Yeah, he's the one that got me out of the Echo Vox as well. Yeah, so we were, we were playing with him. It was just me and Ghosty in this bank room by ourselves, the two of us. And we started getting some responses. And um, Ghosty says, do you know my name? And it actually said, my name. It actually said, my name. Huh. And then we said, well, do you know how we're related? Because we're brothers. And they said, twins. We're not twins, but we look very identical. Right. And so I said, twins. And he was like, all right, turn it off. He was like, <laughs> Ghosty was done. <laughs> He's like, all right, I'm done with this session right now. So that was, that was, my, that was my first time. Because wow. we used to do like, we used to like go to like cemeteries and things like that. And this was our first time actually going into a building and investigating. We were like, all right, this is... We're all right, we're hooked now. You Thanks, know, those, Speaker. <laughs> those things are so interesting because the odds of that, you know, I said the same thing with the national. Like, what is the odds that even if someone created this app to produce words, uh-huh. not even triggered by the paranormal, right? Just because they want to sell the app. What are the odds they're going to get the right word at the right time and have the right answer? Right. It's just too much for me to believe that that's a coincidence. Well, we've it's seen true. something even uh, more trippy than that because we were in the, the paper store that was right next to oh, Family Tree. Yeah. We use the SP7, we use the S-box, S-box, and the Echo Vox, and we got the same name on all three devices. No kidding. Yep. Yeah, pretty, pretty incredible. That was wow. kind of that was kind of cemented it for us. Okay, okay, this this is the name of the spirit of the tier we're talking to because the Echo Vox and SP7 operate completely differently. Like you know, you, you're scanning AM, AM or FM frequencies on the SP7. Same with the S-box. Yeah. The Echo Vox doesn't use radio frequencies it's something completely different oh it doesn't no so basically what they've done with the echo vox is they've kind of taken edgar Allan Poe's the raven and match and chopped it up and it just sporadically plays parts of it no kidding so um the fact that we got the same name off the sp7 the s box and the echo vox right we were just kind of like okay this is legit so this person's here <laughs> that's incredible <laughs> that was the first time i walked through a building with my hand out because i could feel the spirit holding my hand yeah i remember that um it, it, it looked so awkward i if you would have seen that you would have been like what the hell is this guy doing but i was literally like walking this child through the building Whoa. yeah there was a the spirit of a child and she thought beaker looked like her older brother no kidding. Yeah. Yep. And it was it Or was, looked or just reminded her of I reminded her of her older brother, yeah. yeah. That's kinda sad. It's yeah, so, it is. Yeah. It's tough. It, it's sad, but then the result was good because yeah, he, he, right, he and Brandy right. were able to did you ever cross river? Is that what she, it was? Yeah, Brandy crossed river. Yeah, exactly. So so that's 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 pretty awesome. <laughs> Speaking of your day job, does this ever get brought up in conversation? <laughs> <laughs> it, it it does. Uh-huh. Um like, wait, so what are you doing this weekend, doctor? Oh, going on paranormal investigation. Well, <laughs> it's hard. So I'm still kind of awkward about it, right? Uh-huh. And I've tried over the last couple of years to be much more open about that just because I know that people have these experiences and we shouldn't not talk about them, right? Uh-huh. Like some people are impacted by things that really scare them. And I start to see that. So there's a couple of ways I can go with this. But from a patient perspective, I really try hard. To not ever bring it up. Yeah, yeah. Because in my mind and what they come to see me for is not to talk about that part right. of existence, right? Yeah. And I'm very much like an evidence-based person. That's just the way I was trained. That's the way I do things. But there is the rare occasion that patients have things going on and I have exhausted tests and treatments and there might be something paranormal that's there. So hmm. like I will try very rarely, I can think of maybe one or two instances where I will broach the subjects okay. of that. So that can happen from a patient standpoint, but I try very hard not to do that. Um, with my colleagues, though, 
I was pretty mum and didn't want them to know. And okay. I don't know why. Like, we're all friends. We hang out outside of work. Um, but they were all so much more accepting of it. It's I held some jobs outside of my work that yeah. were like, um, like with different boards and organizations that for whatever reason I felt would tarnish my medical name, which sounds so stupid um, as I say it, but you hopefully can see the agony of like, yeah, this yeah. internal conflict that, that I go through with a cop. So um, totally understand. <laughs> it's, it's weird, right? Like you go through this internal, or at least I went through this internal dialogue uh-huh. where I thought that they would think less of me if I told them that. Well, see, he he actually had a like a fake name he used for the podcast. Like, if we did videos, we had to blur out his face and everything, because he was worried that like if anything that any arrests he did or anything went to trial, that they would try to discredit him because of the paranormal. Sure. So yeah, I sure. totally understand. I this just happened. I was at a business networking event just this Thursday, so I, I own a, I run a few businesses, and so I'm at a networking event, and I'm at a table talking to a few ladies and. Um, Another couple ladies come over and we start talking. They're like, what do you do? And I tell them what I do. And they go, one lady says, wait, I know you. Oh, you're going to love this guy. He, he does ghost hunting. I'm like, all right. So we're going there. And they, they all look at me like, really? I said, yeah. So they said, hey, what you do is really cool and all, but tell us more about the ghost hunting part. And I'm like, all right. So we all started sharing. And at this networking event, all sharing paranormal and ghost stories instead of networking. <laughs> I found that to be this, the similar circumstance uh-huh. where I'm the shy one to talk about it, but yes. everyone wants to know about it's it. And I true. feel like that's yeah. how, how different it is, at least from my lens over the last 20 years, Yeah, where 20 years ago, you mentioned that and people kind of laugh and like, yeah, whatever. Now you, you mention it. And if someone has any interest in it, that's all they want to talk about. Exactly. exactly. It, it, it's very interesting to me. So I enjoy that. And I love that it's more mainstream and I think it makes it a little bit, it takes me out of my comfort zone of being able to talk about that a little bit more. Well, thanks to our good friend, Zach. Um, people are okay talking about it now. Zach Baggins? Zach, yeah, he's a huge fan of the show. He's a big, he's a big fan. He's a big fan of our show. <laughs> and uh, ripping his shirt. Didn't he rip his shirt off at Family Tree? Isn't that where he ripped his shirt off and yielded the demon to come get him? I think he it was Family have... Tree. It might have been somewhere else, but Jason and I make fun. <laughs> like, we, we yell and say that we're going to rip our shirts off. I don't know. My favorite episode is I just want to, like, slowly walk in front of a camera with a plastic chair and, like, look right at the camera because I'm looking for Ghosty and DVO oh, to yeah. beat him up. <laughs> Reenact that. Was, that, that was scene. my favorite episode. Oh, goodness. But yet I keep watching it. So. <laughs> That guy, that he's, a great, so entertainer. Yeah. he's a great entertainer. He's a great entertainer. He is. That, that I, I will say that. <laughs> and shout out to the, the, to the all four ladies of my network event because they all subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media. And now you guys got to check out Dr. Ghost Hunters as well. So I'll shout out to all of those ladies at that networking event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, great. Well, thanks again for coming on. Anything else, well, uh, Beaker, you've got? Yeah, or? dude, you, you're missing important questions here. Yes, please. First off, um... We, we like to ask everybody this, or at least I do. It's a two-parter. Okay. So, first off, is there, like, one place that's, like, on the top of your uh, bucket list that you want to investigate? Mm. And I'm going to put you on the spot while you think about it. Anywhere that. in the world. Okay. Anywhere in the world. The second part is, is there one place that you never want to go? Oh, yeah. Ah. <laughs> so... I don't have a place right now atop my bucket list. And I think that it's because that answer would change with time. I think I'm still in, I, I don't want to say infancy, but I'm still learning about different locations as we research and as we find places to go. I don't have one that I'm convinced I really want to go see. And I'm influenced by what I see on TV and what evidence is there. And I want to be careful about what I see. So 
That's a very long way of saying right now, I don't have one. Let me ask you this a little bit. Let me rephrase it then. I gave you 10000 right now to go anywhere. Where are you going? You know, Eloise is interesting to me because the Travel Channel has, there's a Josh Gates show, um, Expedition yeah. Unknown, Unknown, I think. Uh-huh. And I think I seem to trust what they would capture a little bit more on okay. evidence. Um, I think. And what they captured there was pretty interesting. I mean, they, they had all sorts of activity going on. And other groups have gone there as well and captured some kind of scary stuff and something to me that would give me even more proof that something is there. So right now that's top of mind, but I am certain that that answer would change with time. Well, shout out to Josh Gates, also a huge fan of the podcast. He's actually a really cool guy. <laughs> he is. Especially when, um, when Ghosty's like, he doesn't ask him for a picture. He's like, hey, stand up and take a picture with us. I was just like, well, that's one way of asking. But I mean, he was really cool about it. So yeah, Josh. If you if you ever have a chance to meet him, yeah, I have him. He's he's an awesome guy. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's he's really cool. I would say my answer has changed. My my answer used to be Rams in, and now the ancient Ram in. Yeah, the ancient Ram yeah. in, and now I'm kind of I'm kind of also because we talked about it. Skinwalker Ranch is really getting yeah. to the top of my list right yeah. now. See, <laughs> my my two places are both in Romania. Ah, uh, um, and hasn't changed. Uh, so one hasn't changed. It's been the same. It's Brand Castle. You've read I, Castle, that's yeah. been on the top of my list yeah. for years, but I've also added Hoi Batu Forest, um, yeah. which is also in Romania. I don't know how close they are together, but both of those places um, hmm. are on the top of my list, followed really close by is uh, Aoki Kahora, the Suicide okay. Forest okay. That's what I thought. in Japan. That's what I thought. Uh-huh. So, uh, Chad, anywhere that you would not want to go? There isn't a specific location, but I will say, you guys talked about hospitals. One yeah. of your recent episodes, you talked about yeah, LDS Hospital. Hospital. And I did do a rotation during residency uh-huh. at LDS Hospital on the labor and delivery ward. Okay. Um, and I think the guests that you had on talked about some of like the call rooms that we had. Yeah. The call rooms back there are very secluded, and they are scary. <laughs> and I think it's just more so because they're dimly lit. You're so far away from everyone else. And I would spend time in there because the nurses at LDS hospital are fantastic and they do almost the entire delivery. So like as a resident being there, there wasn't much for me to do, but I will say that haunted hospitals bring about like they strike not a nerve with me, but going through training, like some of the most traumatic experiences I've had in my life had been with patients inside of hospitals and like, that sometimes will even trigger me if I'm watching TV and like there's a bad outcome or something on certain aspects in a show that's in a hospital, right? That that triggers events that I've had. And so like that that gets me. And then if there are locations that are thought or that are haunted hospitals, which I have not been to nor investigated, that would be tough on me, I think, not just from a scary level, but because that emotion, that impact, like I felt it from the other side, from the healthcare side. And knowing that patients and families have had hmm. trauma and that emotion there, that's hard. I can see that. And that, that would be hard for me to to take on. So you said one of the first places or the first place you investigated was Asylum 49. Yeah. Um, is that somewhere you would go back to? Because there's, I mean, there's been a lot of trauma there. Yeah, there has. And Asylum 49 for me is interesting because it's one of the first experiences I've had. And I think that being over a decade ago... I would want to go back there because I feel like I know a bit more about what I'm doing now and want to see if some of that stuff that I experienced early on is real Okay. Mm. or or maybe not real, but if I could recreate it or expand upon it, that makes sense. And I do know that that was, you know, Tooele's hospital, right? And then it was the nursing home and it was still, or it was connected to that nursing home. So I know I'm contradicting myself a little bit, but because of that, I would want to go back there. 
Um, I don't know why why that changes my answer. Because because one side of the haunted attraction, so that side. <laughs> right. The haunted attraction side is the only side you can investigate. Right. I think I think with having all the the haunted stuff out, kind of maybe takes away a little bit of like the realization that this was an active hospital. It's true. Um, Holy Cross. So I did part of my medical training at Holy Cross. Yeah. So it was it was Holy Cross and it's Salt Lake Regional and it's Holy Cross again. Holy Cross is creepy. And I was flipping back through your episodes and I saw LDS Hospital and I haven't caught everyone, but I don't know if you've done one on Holy Cross. I have heard mm, no. something like before no. I ever got into the paranormal investigation and even before medical school, I worked there at the admitting desk. And there was an instance that I had there where a patient had come up and registered. They had left. They said, thank you to me. And I said, yep. And I didn't say you're welcome. And I heard my boss come walking right behind me and say, you're welcome, like to correct me. Yeah. You know, say like, oh, you know, you should just be more cordial with them. Now, the problem was when I turned around, my boss had an arrived to work and there was nobody else there. Oh. And I was like, oh, huh. that's interesting. And that, <laughs> that hospital, there has been a lot of death there and it, it is dark. Um, it, it's a tough place. That would be a fascinating place if it ever stops operation for a team to go investigate. Interesting. That's the one there on uh, 90th off of Bangor. No, no. So this one is on South Temple and about 10th East, very small community hospital has a chapel right Mm -hmm. next to it. Okay. And it has tunnels underground. So there's a physician's office building on the corner. And actually, if you go underneath the resident call room, there's a tunnel that connects the two. So about the avenues. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's right over there by the avenue. Right. I, I was on call one Halloween and it was like the middle of the night and there was nothing going on. So I went down in the tunnels <laughs> with just like my phone to record. And uh-huh. I lasted like five minutes in there. <laughs> I was afraid and ran away. You by yourself? I yeah, I was by myself. <laughs> I convinced myself I had to go back and work. There was no work to do. So I, we did, <laughs> the, you know, afraid. we just did Benson Grist Mill a few weeks ago and I went, I was in the mill all by myself, you know, recording and things like that. And there was times I was like, I, I'm going to leave. I don't want to be here by myself. I'm like, no, I'll just, I'll just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> but I was yeah. like, I was like, you're all right. braver than I am because when I was supposed to be in the middle by myself, I took a cameraman with me. Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going. Um, you can come with me. I'm like, because I had, I had a light on and the video recording. I'm like, please don't, please nothing be up in these rafters and look at me and jump down at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the end of you. No one sees you. Know, <laughs> and because there's a lot of beams, the shadows throw yeah. you off a little bit with the light on. Ugh. I do. Yeah. You I, become one of our urban legends where you're just a dead body. We think of your decoration. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I did. I, I took a camera with me and did a YouTube live there in the middle of the summer. I had uh, a week off that my wife and I were planning on going out of town and then our dog passed away. And so we didn't go out of town. I was like, you know, I want to go investigate. So like on a Tuesday night, I went out there by myself. Okay. It gets creepy. It's not as creepy when you have a camera there. Yeah. But when I turn the camera off, for whatever reason, that safety and that protection yeah. that I had in my mind went yeah. away, and that is a very creepy place to be by it's yourself. The observer effect. It is. Ah, you know, they're being yeah. watched. Bring it full circle. Yeah, it really is. Last well, end it full circle. <laughs> Thanks again for coming on. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I, I had a blast. All right. So again, EVP Pod, Doctor Ghost Hunters. That's where you can find us on social media, and again, we'll post uh, all of their links as well. Or Thank if you. you want to email us, it's uh, evp.pod at gmail.com. Also, check out our uh, affiliate link to Ghost Stop. That's where we buy all of our ghost hunting gear. And um, in fact, we're collecting, speaking of our email, we are collecting more stories. One of our favorite things is reading our listener stories. Like, that's one of our favorite it's things. It's been a while. We haven't done it yeah. over a year. So, so we would love some we, more. We do have a new piece of gear that uh, we need to go and test out. And maybe we can test it at the Ritz. 
Um, yes. We spend a lot of money on this, so I hope we actually get good <laughs> results on it. Yeah. All right. We'll catch you next time. Peace out, butterflies. This is the EVP Podcast. <laughs>